Welcome to Business Together, a podcast from ML Training and Business Solutions, where together we find the answers to business problems which affect us all from sole traders to large employers and third sector too. My name is Brian White, and I, along with some fabulous guests we'll meet along the way, will share our experiences in business management and training to give your business the edge and gain success in your field. The Business Together podcast is our opportunity to pass on our thoughts and ideas with you, the listener, as we travel through the exciting world of business together. Whatever platform you listen on, please give us a five-star rating to allow the channel to grow and continue to bring you the best in business advice. And to keep hearing those tips, press the subscribe button. Now, on with today's podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Brian White from ML Training and Business Solutions up here in Carlisle in the northwest of England. Welcome to Carlisle Castle once again in the background, the sand castle as we call it up here. It's been an interesting time. I always keep on saying that, but it is. It's been a fantastically interesting time in the last couple of months. From a business advisor point of view, I've never had so many challenges to overcome. and I've never had so many people asking such diverse questions. But one of the things I was asked about just last week was about business plans. Now, I've been on lots of panels in the past for business startups. Uh, I used to specialize in small, medium business startups and an enterprise center. And I've had a lot of talk about business plans. And I'll let you into a secret. I don't like business plans. I find business plans, the formal documents which are asked for by the banks and by all sorts of organizations, tedious. Because what they're wanting to me usually isn't anything which is useful for the business. It's useful for them. Oh, don't get me wrong, it's useful for them. But I've never found it very useful for the business itself. And bearing in mind, I've had half a dozen businesses myself over the time. Um, and I've had a business plan for each of them. But my idea of a business plan is a straightforward three-part document. And it's very simple. It's not rocket science. And if you do it properly, it's probably the most effective business plan you're ever going to have. And it's a story. A business plan to me is a story. It's a story of a journey. Where we've been, where we are now, and where we're going. Let me explain. And I'll start in the where we are now. The business plan, the where we are now part, should say what we are at the moment, what our business is, what we trade in, how we look after ourselves, how we integrate into our customer base and our supplier base, where we are based, what sort of outlook we put to the outside world, what our ethics are, what our mission is. They're all what I class as that middle section. It's a straightforward document. But what I also like is the where we've been. And the where we've been tells us our issues, tells us our problems. It's our history, how we got started, why we got started, what we did in the early days, which worked, and what we did in the early days, which didn't work. And we can use that as a reference for where we are now to base decisions on. Now, that's also what gives some comfort to investors. It gives comfort to customers 
and it gives comfort to suppliers. Suppliers will always ask you what your turnover was. So it's a historical point. Customers will buy into the fact that you have a recommendation from someone. Testimonials. They'll look into the fact that they are a well-known brand. They'll look into the fact that you've given good service in the past. They'll look into the fact that you've been associated with good products. That's all in the way you were. They're basing the now on the way you were. So a business plan's important to know where you were. The third part is what most of the, the banks, the building societies, the venture capitalists, the ones who are after your money, it's what they want. Where do you see yourself going? Now, I actually prefer to write this in a way which is positive to me as the business. I'm looking towards where my future customers are, my future products, my future suppliers to supply those products. I look towards trends in the market. I look towards legislation. That's in my future business plan. And to me, the document is very fluid. What we plan for the future, we eventually see as a today. And in no time at all, it's yesterday's news. We've not to, got to realize that our business is on a constant forward journey. And that forward journey, we can either take the right fork or the wrong fork in the road. So our planning for the future is a map to where, where we're going. Our history is the experience we have as to how to read that map. And the now is what we do to decide on what's happening. But there's an important point, and this has really come out in this lockdown that we've had. And it's an important point for almost every business I've talked to. I'm trying to think of a, seriously think of a business which has put this in place. We talk about disaster recovery plans. We've got all sorts of things, especially in the IT side, where we'll have disaster recovery plans in case a server down, goes down, disaster recovery plans in case viruses come. I know very few who had a disaster recovery plan in case the market was literally closed overnight for everyone. And in March, that's what happened. A lot of businesses have managed to hang on by the skin of their teeth as traders mainly because of government grants and local authority grants. Some had enough cash investment to be able to, hold, to, be able to, to take the, the problem, but the majority, if it hadn't been for those grants, those loans, and those build-ups, would be under by now. And we worry about investing in a data recovery service for our computers. We buy insurance to see what would happen. But nobody's really thought about what we do when our whole of our market literally closes down overnight. Now, you may say that this is a one-off. Never happened before, and it's unlikely to happen again. I disagree. In September 1939, when we went to war, it happened. In 1914, when we went to war, it happened. In 1918, when people came back from war and we got the flu then, it happened. There is a track record of this happening. So we need to be aware of the fact that it can happen again. And we talk about the second peak, a second spike in the numbers. That is possibly around the corner. We're working hard so that it doesn't happen, 
But what happens to your business now you've reopened and it does? Is the money going to be there from the government for a second spike? The government is already borrowing billions, if not trillions, of pounds to keep the economy afloat. However, as a business owner, it's your job to make sure that you can actually keep your head above the water on that. So start doing your business planning now. It's been a tight time. It's really been difficult because your cash flow has been zero in some cases. In fact, in my case, my cash flow has been in negative figures. Lots of people are the same. But you've got to start looking towards the investments. How do we get around this? How do we look at our staff levels if this happens again? This is where your business plan needs to be seriously thought about. So going back to that three-model document, we are now in a different now than we were in March. Where we were on the 1st of March is a total different world. That's gone in the archive. That's gone in the, the past. So our business plan needn't be a fluid document, needs to be updated, needs to be updated very regularly. So make it modular. Have a look at how you write it out and make it so that you can look at one module and update that module as it's needed without having to rewrite the whole document. Look at the what ifs. Now, a few years ago, a good few years ago, a friend of mine, when I was first starting my first computer business, a very, very good friend of mine was talking to me one day and I said, I'm, I'm a pessimist. I'm really, I'm a pessimist. He said, sorry? I said, I'm a serious, serious pessimist. I said, I'm looking towards starting the business and everything I'm doing is looking at what could go wrong. I'm looking at the what ifs. Everything I'm doing is a negative thing. I'm convinced that the whole lot's going to fall around us. And he said, but you haven't you just registered the business? I said, well, yes, yes, but I'm going to go ahead with the business, obviously. But I'm such a pessimist because I'm looking at everything and everything I could happen against it. And he stopped for a moment and he thought. He said, no, you're not a pessimist. He said, nobody leaves a senior management position to go off and set their own business up if you're a pessimist. He said, you're a paranoid optimist. I thought, what a fantastic term, a paranoid optimist. Working on the fact that the whole world is out to get me and everything's going to try and stop my business from happening. But having the confidence, the optimism that I will get through and I will succeed. And what he actually said was quite right, because any good business person will look at the what ifs. What if I get knocked in the street tomorrow and I get my leg broken? How do I do the job? Do I have insurances in for that? What if I get a main spike and it takes my server out and all my customer information's on that? Well, that's when you get backups. That's when you make sure you have a backup schedule and a backup policy. What do I do about staff? What do I do about suppliers? What do I do about this? What do I do about that? What's the worst case I can hit? Can I survive a worst case? If not, what do I do to preempt that worst case so that I protect myself first? That, to me, is a business plan. And this is what we do in the planning for the future, the what-ifs. So when you go back to your business, we've been open a few days now, you've got a good handle on what's happening, but we don't know if there's going to be a spike. We've seen social distancing going out the window throughout the world in the last couple of weeks. People getting together a lot without face masks on, 
certainly not social distancing. Is that going to cause a second spike? What do you do in your business if suddenly we go back into lockdown? Do you need all of your profits that you're making at the moment to succeed? Or can you divert some of those funds for a short period into a safety net? We've been working comfortably for three months where we didn't have the money coming in. Is it worth trying to keep that austerity inside our own circle, our own little bubble? I love the term bubble that the government's used. Our own bubble. But are we in a position where we can use that and carry on with that austerity in our own lives for a short period longer to enable the cream that we scoop off the top to be put into a fund which will keep us safe if this happens again in the near future? And build that fund up until we're in a position where that's comfortable and we can start then using those profits. Only you can answer that question. I can't answer it for you. You know your business better than I do. But if you're in a position of that, then great. What do you do with staff if that was to happen again? They're probably not going to be furloughed in the same way. They're certainly not going to be getting the 80%. We've already found that out, that the 80% has already gone down and there's going to be more employee input in that. So do you look at how you protect your staff? And how you protect yourself. How you protect your investment. Are you holding a lot of stock? Is it worth paring some of that stock down in the short term? Even if it means that you have something which isn't necessarily immediately available. But is it worth paring some of that stock down and turning that into income? And if you do have to go into lockdown, then you've got less assets taking, taking up your income, your, your wealth. But also, have you got the ability to then replenish them when the market builds up again? So business planning really is essential. Now, I started off this by saying, I don't like business plans. And I stand by that. I really don't like business plans because business plans usually aren't done in a way which is useful. But if you do what I've just suggested and you look at your business plan as a live document, not as something you write up, stick in the drawer and pull out when the bank manager wants to talk to you, but as a live document which you're constantly reading, constantly rewriting, constantly updating, constantly taking that path from future to the present to the past to the archive. If you can do that and you regularly look at what you've got in that business plan and bring it up to date for the present, and redo the plans for the future based on what you know, then you're going to be safe. And then I like a business plan. If you need help on business plans, please give me a shout. Uh, I'm Brian White of ML Training and Business Systems. Um, I nearly didn't get that right. Either. I'll try that again. I'm Brian White from ML Training and Business Systems up here in Cumbria. But as I say, I go countrywide. Um, anywhere in the UK, if you have a business need, I can try and get in touch and, and help you on it. Um, if you have business planning needs, give me a shout. Most of them are straightforward. Most of them, actually, you've already got there. The hard part is taking it from there, looking at what's around you, and putting it into a usable document, which is useful to you. If you enjoyed this video, please share. I would say video or podcast, because it's on both now. So if you've enjoyed this video or podcast, please subscribe. Share it on to other people. I'd love other people to see it.
because this is about giving some free advice over to try and make your business work better. Give me a thumbs up if you would underneath, because that's going to improve the chance of me getting seen by even more people and for them to get some free advice. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye-bye.